Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, my name is Wade, and I am one half of Records of the Republic. Uh, Tonight... We do not have the other half, but we have a third half, semi-half, kind of half. He's a pseudo-half. <laughs> we have Alexander <laughs> Moyland, our our friend and comrade, our Star Wars fanatic. Uh, he, Alex, go ahead and introduce yourself first. Yeah, maybe I think I'm the half-brother of the podcast or the... Yeah, you're like the red-headed the, stepbrother. That... <laughs> yeah, the stepbrother, stepcousin, something along those lines. I'm the hanger. No, the groupie, the hanger on. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. You're a groupie. Man, I'm so happy that we're able to have a groupie. <laughs> yeah, they, if, there, if there was like a, a gold club or like a first 10 in, <laughs> I'll be there. You know, I was thinking, yeah. you oh, know, that's awesome. okay, in a couple of years, there's Celebration Japan. And I'm like, you know what? Heaven and Wade are going to be on the podcast stage. And I'll be there yeah. outside of Tokyo <laughs> right. with the number jacket. And we'll, yeah, if we'll we get remember this conversation. Unfortunately, it's more of a less of a first 10 and more of an only 10. But that's okay. <laughs> that's when, all right. When, Those... we, when, we reach, when we reach 11, then the jackets will have some yeah, that's like, right. commemoration. That's right. Yeah. Our, uh, but our 10 that we have are awesome. We've yeah, to, that's been the coolest thing about this is just well, I think we were just talking about it before we got on just being able to connect like Alex and I would not have become friends if Kevin and I hadn't started the podcast or at least the chances of it happening were much, 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 much smaller because we only got on Reddit. Kevin and I only got on Reddit because of the podcast. And that's how Alex and I originally connected. Um, as Alex pointed out to me earlier, I had posted back in like, like episode one through three era, like we had just started and I was just posting constantly about my collection. Cause I had no idea what else to post. And I'm super, I was super thrilled to share my Kenobi idol, idolization shelf, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and Alex was like, Hey, I don't see this Funko on there. I've got an extra one. You can have it if you want it. And I was like, I can have it? Because usually, <laughs> like, people are going to try alert. and sell it. Like, yeah. alert. And Alex was like, no, no, I'll just send it to you. Like, give me your address. I'll send it. And I was like, well, okay, you're not asking anything for it. So, I mean, I guess if you try and find me and harm me, that, that's my fault. But on the other flip side, I might get a free Kenobi Funko. Right. So and it's not, the risk, was a, the risk yeah. reward, you know, <laughs> like the reward right. outweighs the risk. Right. So, but then I got the package 
And you had told me before I opened it, because I told you I had gotten it, but I hadn't opened it yet. And you said, Mm -hmm. there's an extra surprise in there for you. And I said, what on earth could this kid have sent me? And I say, kid, I don't, Alex, how old are you? Uh, 32. I, I can't believe I just you're, paused. Oh. Kid. I shouldn't have said kid. You're, you're my elder. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, the Han Solo to that's you, right. the me at my Luke. Skywalker. Right. Um, but yeah, kid. don't get cocky. So, <laughs> he, he basically, he was like, yeah, then there's something, you know, extra in there that I'm excited for you to see. And I was like, what on earth could this guy be sending me? And he sent me a, a four pack star Wars Funko set that had Baby Yoda or Grogu, for those of you who are purists. Um, it had a Grogu, a Mandalorian, Moff Gideon, and Flame Trooper in the four-pack. And I was like, dude, this guy just sent me four free Funkos, all of which I do not have in my collection right now. Um, I had some of them at one point, but I had sold most of my collection when our first kid came around to just make sure we had ends meeting, you know, Mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure we were stocking up because diapers and formula are expensive as all get out. Um, so I was like super stoked, not only to get this free Kenobi, but to get these other four. And since then we've done a lot of business ventures or deals, I should say. Um, (laughs) I have surprised, I've helped offload some of his collection, um, (laughs) and, and integrated into my own. Yeah, I think if I'm going to look into Wade's background right now, there may be a shelf he could one day dedicate to former pieces of <laughs> to, my to collection. Alex. Um, well, I've got my Death Trooper sitting over here with my Death Trooper Black Series figure, oh, uh, which yeah, I got awesome. from you. Yes, sir. Um, I'm trying to think. I got a couple of other Rogue Ones. I think I got the Combat Assault Trooper and the Shore Trooper, both from yes. you as well. Yep. Um, what else did I get? I know you gave me – oh. The, the So I didn't even know they had these books for the longest time, but I've actually got mine on the table here because you had sent these to me. And these were also freebies. These weren't something I paid for. He sent <laughs> these, but the, the Be More Vader and Be More Yoda. And I've yes. actually read these to my wife and every time she rolls her eyes and it puts a smile <laughs> on my face. So I appreciate you so, so much. And after you I know, found out they had... Go ahead. One day, I hope I have the pleasure to meet her. And we just maybe shouldn't tell her that I'm the originator of those books. You're my source. You're right. Yeah. You're he's, the guy. Yeah, he's he's first ten. Just he's not the book guy. Um, so I didn't know they had these books, and it made me start looking to see if they had a Be More Kenobi one, and they did. So I bought that yeah. because of these two books, and it's sitting on my. Kenobi shelf. And when my wife opened the box and said, why is this here? I said, well, cause I need inspiration to get through my work day. And exactly. all of that stems from my buddy, Alex. So and all that stems from a Reddit post. And then like, I was thinking when you were going over it, it's almost like the, uh, it's like the wormhole issue, like going through a YouTube wormhole of how many incidental things had to happen for us to oh, yeah. start talking. Absolutely. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, like, exactly. other, other than us both being Star Wars fans, we we never would have we we never would have really crossed paths in person. We live in two different places of the the U.S. Um, and while there's obviously always a chance, the chance is very very minimum 
Um, yeah, well, let's get into that real quick. Like even like basic background things. Like I know your audience, you know, knows your and Kevin's background, but like just to add mine in, um, I mean, you kind of get it or got it from the top. So I'm a couple years older than you guys because you're yeah. in your mid twenties, both you guys, right? I am 28, so I am Kevin senior. Gotcha. He's okay, so 26 you're... or 27. I'm in my okay. upper 20s, not mid. I'm past that stage in life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right behind me. That's right. That's right. You're you're mature, yeah. just like me. Yeah, that's right. Kevin's <laughs> the one that we're leaving behind. He's in the yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're all 90s babies, and that's what's uh, yeah. important, I think. Um, so I'm only a couple years older than you, and like we're still firmly in like that PT prequel range. I think of like yes. we're that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were, a few, I mean, again, I was born in 91, so there were a few years pre-Phantom Menace, but those aren't necessarily years of <laughs> pure memory. Right. Um, like, I know the OT was in my life, but it's like, I know it existed, I was watching it, I was dressing up for Halloween, but then it was like Darth Maul, Phantom Menace, pod racing, everything, and it just took off. Um, you know, you mentioned as well, like we're both us based. So I was born and raised mainly in Connecticut. Um, but a big reason for my star Wars fandom is like, I was born in Connecticut, but my family moved around a lot between like me being born and me even starting kindergarten. We were living, um, in like Vermont, Massachusetts, went down to South Carolina, um, all for my dad taking like some good work opportunities and, As you know, as a kid, you're not going to remember much. But again, like I just said, I do remember Star Wars. I remember the tapes. And I was just talking to my mother about the other day saying it's almost like, you know, this will sound negative, but like in a great way, it was a pacifier. Like Star Wars. And again, this is the early 90s. So it's it's not like the cell phones. There's no Facebook, MySpace. There's no iPads, no pad technology for me. MySpace. Right. (laughs) (laughs) there's there's like there's no distractions man um and i I can just i wonder like it's the fact i had to lean on it i could you know we're living in south carolina star wars is there we're living in vermont star wars is there um it it just it travels with you i guess and Mm -hmm. then you know fast forward um you know, to this year, you know, we're both on Reddit, you're sharing your collection. I'm looking to talk to people online about Star Wars. And I, in the meantime, the last few years have been amassing a massive, massive Funko collection. It was a <laughs> little overwhelming and we can get into all that later, but I was like, we got to do something about this at home. We got to consolidate. Right. Um, I had read a couple of your posts. You seem like a cool guy. We started chatting and yeah, man, like it's, it's just one of those things where it's like when you know you know and i think i saw like the kenobi um the epic collection or the essential collection like the reprint like i'm holding up the the thrawn one Uh here but like you have the kenobi one i think and i was like oh he's 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 in the club yep yeah it was a match made in reddit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i uh i'm trying to think i've got a couple versions there, I mean, obviously they're all the same Kenobi book, but I've got like three different versions of that book. I've got the mass paperback market, mass market one. Then I've got the rebranded one. And then I've also got the nice like leather bound with the engraving, whatever, like his starfighter and lightsabers on it. The Barnes and Noble, the collector's edition. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
So, but yeah, I, yeah, Kenobi's my dude. <laughs> and that's you just hit on another thing about being a Star Wars fan, which is like you don't just have one copy of anything; you have yeah. multiple copies, as unnecessary as that possibly yep. is. Absolutely, because I want, uh, and that that ties into some of what we're going to talk about later in terms of collecting. Because you know, if I'm a really big fan of something and it's been produced in multiple ways, man, I want to have. You know, it's like VHS and DVD. Yeah, I don't really watch VHS anymore, but yeah, I want it in my sh- like I want it on my yeah, shelf. I, I, want it, I want the want it in the collection. I'll send you a picture because I'm looking around the room right now for the three like OT VHS tapes that I bought on Facebook like years ago. Like I, I don't have mine anymore from back in the day, but I wanted right. to buy them again. It's like I need to have them. I need to hold them. I need to like see them, but I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I have it on 4K. I didn't have a VHS player anymore, but I still bought the tapes. Well, that's what I need to do. I unfortunately, <laughs> this is this is really bad. And looking back at it, I wish I hadn't done it this way. But as a kid, I watched the crap out of my VHS tapes, basically until they were no longer any good. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up getting rid of mine a long time ago. But I had like the special edition collector's box for the original trilogy, and I had, you know, the prequel trilogy on. I don't remember. Did Revenge of the Sith come out on VHS or was that DVD? No. So, and I don't know if you guys covered that, but yeah, that was the first one not to be released on VHS. Which really bothers me. I'm, I'm just going to. Yeah. Not that I don't have any of the VHS right now, so it doesn't bother me as much. But if I were to start collecting VHS, I would have to just keep it to original trilogy because I don't think I could stand having Phantom and Attack of the Clones without Revenge of the Sith on VHS. So you're right, because I still have the Revenge of the Sith original DVD from like 2005 or six, whenever it came out. Um, I don't have the the initial DVD release anymore, but you know what? Like I would maybe get like one of those on Instagram, like those accounts that make the VHS covers for um, movies that have since come out, like after the VHS right. era, like some mock-up or something like I would do that. But yeah, it, it, it kills me, man. Like I, I think about, same. I know, I That's know. That's what I can't do. You know, if I did now, if I did like mock-up of all prequel trilogy, I, I'd probably live with it and be okay. But it's just not the same as having, you know, I'm, I'm very OCD. And so even though someone walking in, I mean, no one walking in and looking at any of this is going to care. No one, no one cares a bit. And they're not going to, they would never catch but the I one do. missing VHS. But yeah, and I know. And yeah. I can't, I can't show that off with pride knowing that it's not correct. It's just, it's just a little different and that's enough to, to make me upset. Yeah, I'm probably revealing too much about myself, but it's like whenever I would post a picture of my collection, uh, the posters, like I post it thinking I'm proud of it, but is someone going to zoom in and be like, oh, he doesn't have this, or he has like the second edition, not the first edition. No, the cool thing, that's one thing I will say about Star Wars, you know, as a whole, Star Wars fandom on the internet People are super supportive and encouraging. Like, I, it's not a lot of, oh, I'm so jealous, or I can't believe you have that. I wish I had that. You know, it's a lot of, oh, that's really cool. I haven't seen that. Where did you get it? You know, is it affordable? Stuff like that. Like, it, it's a lot more supportive 
than because you know you especially in the last you know almost ten years now we hear a lot about toxicity in the fandom um, mm-hmm. since the Disney era basically took over, um, and to an extent you do get some of that. And it, it was really high when the sequels were still coming out. You know, I think the toxicity between fans was really kind of at its pinnacle. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we've kind of done this 180 for the majority and said, okay, yeah, we went overkill. Let's let's rein it back in. And, you know, that's, you know, we've talked about it. That's kind of Kevin and our, that's our perspective on Star Wars is there's enough for everyone. Like anyone can like whatever they like and we can all still be Star Wars friends and be friends, you know? Yeah. And likewise, there's so much now where, it's not that we should expect to dislike anything like you, myself, Kevin, like we shouldn't expect to dislike the next project, but yeah. there's so much star Wars. It is okay. If we don't love it every time. Yep. You know, and I, Absolutely. that was something I had to come to peace with um, even earlier this year. Like, I think thanks to the conversations with yourself and other fans, like I actually came to love, the fandom and the engagement a little more instead of forcing myself to be like, all right, love every episode or love every show. It's like, all right, you don't have to follow blindly, you know, behind everyone else and just, you know, follow, follow the mass. But there, there's an appreciation for, you know, just like, and it's one of the things that I think we've learned quicker than the original trilogy fans learned with the prequel fans. Cause you know, a lot of those OT originals, are were you know super hard on prequel fans like super super hard and i think that's something i maybe we have learned growing up as prequel fans is like hey let's not turn and do that to the fans of this trilogy you know it's learning from our mistakes you know it's almost like um yeah like literally a generational thing you took the word out of my mouth where like I, i don't mean to like classify so much but it's almost like growing up as kids in the pt era like we sometimes had to be quiet about because star wars wasn't cool in school back when we were kids like (laughs) i don't know what your experience was but it was sports sports was the thing and yeah you if you were into star wars for the you know after like third grade if you were into star wars still you were a nerd yeah you were expected to get straight a's like math genius you know whatever you were that stereotypical nerd that maybe was a little more socially awkward and kids as a whole didn't want to hang out with yeah i mean the the disney era is kind of like what made it so mainstream Mm -hmm. um where it's like it's 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 broadcast everywhere it's on good morning america like it's kind of a little more pervasive and it became i mean it's part of what made nerd culture cool but yeah like we grew up when it wasn't like we had to love it ourselves, you know. Well, look and, at things like you know, completely unrelated. But look at things like Dungeons and Dragons. It has yeah. blown up with, and I don't know what your familiar familiarity is with D anD. D. I have played for the last like six, seven years, something like that, five, six, mm-hmm. um, and I've only ever played Fifth Edition. There are multiple different editions, and a lot of your o you know OG players. Don't like 5th edition because it's very different. But what's made it mainstream and popular is that it's much more user-friendly. It's much more open to the to the common person to play and kind of leaves more room for imagination rather than actual stat tracking. Dude, um, I want to introduce something incredibly controversial. I might uh, – the, the podcast might cut out. It's not a Star <laughs> Wars take though, but along those lines – 
here it comes. It's Rings of Power, man. And I'm a huge fan so, of the okay. Rings of Power show. Um, <laughs> I, I, lo- I loved it. Yeah, so let me so let me explain so I don't have to defend it to you, but I'm going to no. defend it to you anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what killed me the most in the response to the show was like how many people just came out and just lambasted it as if it was complete worthless, like stomping yeah. all over what mm-hmm. Tolkien wrote or stomping all over what Peter Jackson did with his two trilogies. And I'm like, in, meanwhile, I'm thinking I never read Lord of the Rings, like right. the three books. I never read. I read The Hobbit as an adult. Mm. Um, but I know, I know. I, I, I have them. They're 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 they're, they're on the <laughs> shelf. I had to sell they're, all the Star Wars in books your to make room for the. For the <laughs> I kept the Lord of the Rings books, okay? Um, you had to dust them off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the point of it is. I was already a Lord of the Rings movie fan watching right. that show. And I still appreciated it because it gave me a new way to engage with something that I, I otherwise didn't have a way to engage with per se. Yep. But Absolutely. even more importantly, my, like at the time of uh, Rings of Power, my mom was 58 years old. So you would love me saying that on this broadcast now. <laughs> but she was watching that show and she had never read Tolkien. She didn't have the opportunity growing up. She didn't see right. the movies in the 2000s. So Rings of Power was her first real taste of Lord of the Rings. And, right. you know, say what you will, if that's not the best way to experience it, but like, that at least gave her a taste, much like you're saying this fifth mm-hmm. fifth edition, you know, brings more people in who will hopefully advance maybe D and D even further. Absolutely. Well, I you know, keeping on Rings of Power for a second, one of my buddies back in Arizona, Devin, if you're listening, uh, shout out to you. We've been taught we were talking about Rings of Power when it was coming out and we weren't sure, mm-hmm. you know, how we were feeling about it because we both have read the books and watched the extended editions of all the movies and, you know, all of that stuff. Like we love Lord of the Rings. And so we weren't sure, but I, you know, we both said, we're going to go into it with an open mind, you know, worst case scenario, it's a really bad fantasy show. Best case scenario, it's super, super accurate, exactly as we would imagine it being. And a good middle ground is, no, it's not super accurate, but it's still a fantastic fantasy show. And that that's ultimately where I ended up is, no, it, there may have been some things that weren't accurate, but it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it felt like Lord of the Rings. And that's ultimately the biggest thing is, you know, does it feel like what has been released before, you know, by the original mm-hmm. author, by the original director, you know, whatever – does it continue that feeling? And I felt like it did. So, yeah, I, I may not know, have enjoyed some of the the inaccuracies here and there, but as a whole, I, I thought it was still pretty good. Yeah, and I'm like, if we don't have that, how else are those? How else is the trilogy going to continue? How right. else is the classic Lord of the Rings trilogy going to continue? Because yeah. otherwise we'd be left to the fan debates online. And sure, maybe the show didn't make all those debates any better, but we would just be going back and forth wondering, are they going to you know, like remake the trilogy? Is there going to be a, a show version of the trilogy? Like, I'm right. just happy we got something different that mm-hmm. can continue and be its own thing. And if folks want to watch all of it, great. If you don't want to, then... No one's okay. forcing anyone to. Yeah. 
Just don't put anyone else down for wanting to watch it. Yeah, man. I'm trying to watch some Rings of yeah. Power next like yep. year, I guess. I don't know. Whenever it comes back. I hope we get more. I don't know. Yeah. Have they confirmed a season two? Um, they, yeah, it's been, it was filmed, um, earlier this year, I believe they were filming in London because last fall I was super excited for this fall thinking that we were going to have Andor season two and rings of power season two, um, maybe around the same time again. But I mean, with the strike and everything else, I suppose, I mean, both are on the back burner of 2024. Yep. Kind of been put on hold. Yeah, and let me. As I want to. This has a lot of stuff. Well, let me go on a, another tangent then, because I feel like you're kind of the the skeleton crew expert in a way. Like you're sort yeah. of like one of the most invested people I know. I'm, in I'm this very project. invested in it. That that I will say. <laughs> I'm very very frustrated right now. <laughs> All right. So what what's the new details? Like can, can, I'm I'm going to be the ombudsman for the audience right now. Like this is your corner for skeleton crew. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, I have not seen, I've been looking, you know, I haven't had a lot of time to stay on top of it and keep on top of it. But the last thing I had heard was, you know, maybe like a January 2024, which is really only a little bit of a delay, but it's still a Mm -hmm. delay. You know, I'm going to be happy when it comes out regardless, but that was the last thing I had heard, but it's not a confirmed rumor or anything. It's not like something where Star Wars came in and said, yeah, we're going to make sure to to plan on, you know, January 2024. I know the Lego sets were leaked to be released January 1st of 2024. And mm-hmm. either those are going to get delayed or they're going to need to release the show, you know, right around that time for it to to make sense to release right. those. That's just yeah. my opinion on it. And speaking of Lego, I mean, that's the thing, because I remember, what was it, this August is when Lego dropped all those Ahsoka sets right as the show was coming out. And those sets, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into the collecting thing yet, but oh my God, like, Lego, like, has a hand in my wallet constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, I've, I've had to, like, I have not purchased, I'm trying to look at my Lego set right now to make sure I don't lie. But I don't think I've purchased Lego sets in like four or five months, except maybe yeah. like a little, like one of those micro fighters or something like that. Um, I haven't purchased any real sets in a while. Yeah, um, I'm really good. Um, I've been good for a while. So, well, I guess another thing that um, listeners might be interested in, because you've mentioned, you know, what I've been up to in the past, but um i actually just moved so i mentioned i was born Mm -hmm. and raised in connecticut um i went to school in connecticut but my family and i just moved to pennsylvania so just a couple states away um but one of the many reasons wade and i would check in with each other over the last few months was i was consolidating my massive collection because you don't just move a couple states and take what feels like a a mini rancho obi-wan with you store (laughs) (laughs) right um and oh i just feel i feel like i just lost my train of thought with collecting um because that's that's how collecting is like it was so i guess uh, it just swallowed me up for a while um between the lego the funko 
the comic books and everything. Like, there's just so much right now. Like, it really is Star Wars Nirvana compared to when we were kids. Um, like, actually, I have beside me right now. I kind of tweeted about it like an hour ago or so, but I have this like Return yeah. of the Jedi sketchbook. Yep. And I saw that. This, dude, I had this as a kid, and it between like high school and college, like it was donated or sold it was like part of the first wave of star wars things that were consolidated um but i actually tracked it down ebay a couple uh summers ago because ebay is the worst thing for a star wars collector um (laughs) yep and it's like that that's like my collecting thing now like before i was doing a little bit of everything and now i'm kind of settling back into like what niche yeah and my niche is like what got me into star wars in the first place or rather like my first like decade plus of star wars like the first love of it you know absolutely well that's why i i find it so hard to get away from the minifigures the yeah well not the i shouldn't call them minifigures but you know the the action figures the three quarter inch um action figures though those are the ones that i Three and three quarter inch. That's what it is. Three point seven five. But the three and three quarter inch sized action figures, man, I I had a bunch of those growing up as a kid, and that that is like, and now that they've got the Black Series line, it's even better because I've got like almost GI Joe sized Star Wars action figures that are like Dude, super detailed. <laughs> they're impossible to pass up on. Like right now I have actually in yep. the background, the, um, the 2d clone war series is like playing on silent. And yeah. it made me think of like, <laughs> I was, uh, in a CVS or a Walgreens and they had the Obi-Wan Kenobi from the 2d series, black series figure. So it's him in the, in the clone uh, trooper outfit with the the at, cape at a Walgreens, yeah, um, at a Walgreens. I'm going to how how recently was this? <laughs> it wasn't recently. I'm going. Hold on. Oh, that shit, on. that kills me. I'm trying to see if it was like like one of the Walgreens exclusives. Probably they've had a couple of the 2D animated start like because I think they had uh, an Arc Trooper um, for a little while. Walgreens well, has had Walgreens has stepped up their game. I just want to say with some of their exclusive stuff. I mean, they had the Commander Cody exclusive. They had some of the Jedi Master, like the Jedi Council members that were exclusive to Walgreens with Funkos for a long time. Like, well, someone's flipping this. Oh yeah, I did. Of course, I had those the the Walgreens yep. exclusive Funko. <laughs> um, so I'm going to show you on the camera, but someone's flipping. You can't. You kind of can't tell. I don't know. That well, that uh, well, you can see what they're flipping the price for an- for a hundred. Amazon. Amazon's yeah. the worst. Like unless you're getting stuff that's current on Amazon, or you're doing one of their yeah, days when they've even... got deals. Amazon, anything that's out of date with Amazon is just not worth it. Yeah, it does. And I love Amazon. This is coming from someone who not sponsored by Amazon, but. I've been a member yeah, for a yeah. long time because you I heard Ollie's don't, don't. Ollie's is the best. Yeah, yeah Ollie's gotta, is great. When they have a when they have a selection, word. get the but, word. Uh, out of yeah, that's right. But dude, I, I would I would kill to find that Obi Wan Kenobi in store somewhere because I do not have that one on my shelf. 
Oh, hold on. I have one of my biggest. All right, so here's a good question for you. What? Yeah. And you can think on it while I tell you one of mine. But mm-hmm. what is one of your collecting regrets? Specifically, you saw it in a store and you didn't buy it. And mine, real quick, um, it is the original Captain Rex Funko Pop. I mm. think from 2015. It mm-hmm. was a a Comic Con exclusive. Yeah, I was at a a comic shop in Connecticut. It was just, and this was 2018. All right. It was just sitting on their glass case by the register, $15. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. But, but I only just started collecting Funko back then. And I'm not spending $15. I'm like, I'm getting them cheap, $9 right. at Walmart, Target. I'm getting them at collectible shops for less. I'm like, $15. Like, that's, that's, no, that's like rich money. Like, I can't do that. Whatever. Fast forward two and three years later, I'm spending $30 a piece. And that Captain Rex Funko Pop is like four or $500 in value. Mm-hmm. You'll never see it ever again for anything less than a couple hundred dollars. And I just, sometimes I walk into a comic shop and I'm like, Wait, how did I skip on, on that thing that day? Yep. I, I don't know. And, and part of it is because Funko's done a really good job of trying to re-release some characters in different ways that, because, you know, they had that, the at one point, there was a garage sale I had gone to, but I wasn't looking for Star Wars collectibles at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a collection, a small collection, but it wasn't like, you know, I was really trying to build up a collection or anything like that. It was just like things that had been gifted to me over time. And maybe I saw one in a store and I had some extra money and I was like, yeah, I'll grab that because I, I like it. But someone at a yard sale had Qui-Gon Jinn's Funko. I think it was the original one that is now like eight, nine hundred dollars. And I saw it. Like I know what you're talking about. I saw it and I thought, yeah, I would love that, but I don't really need it right now. And if it's in a yard sale, you know, it's not gonna like gain any value, right? And of course it was probably some, you know, middle aged woman selling off some of her kids stuff that, you know, he left behind after college and you know, said, yeah, just give it away or whatever. But I didn't even bother to ask about it at the time because I didn't even think, you know, oh, this is going to shoot up in value. Even even from a, you know, resale va- standpoint, I didn't, you know, I I was still very new to Funko, so I didn't know that they could get to be that expensive at some point. Um, until a couple years later when I went to go look up that Funko online to see if I could get it again because I had some more money and I was actually starting to collect mm-hmm. And I realized I I can't afford that. I can't justify that. There's there's no way, no way on earth. Like if I were going to spend that kind of money, it would be like UCS Millennium Falcon. And even then I don't have the money to spend on that. You know, like there's no, and so looking back on it, but I don't say, I say it's not a regret because Funko then later on down the line released like the three piece set with Qui-Gon, uh, Darth Maul and Obi-Wan for Duel of the Fates and yes. I've got all three of those actually right up there um, and then they also released an Amazon exclusive Qui-Gon I think that came with a little like coin um, I think it came with a coin 
Uh, a pin. It's a pin. Yeah, I think so. It's a Chase edition, but I got that one like 15 bucks. And so, you know, yeah, that's one of those things that I think, I think that's a really good learning experience for me. You know, if I do find something that I like that's cheap to go ahead and get it, but I'm also not worried about getting the, like for me, it's not about getting the first edition of something or saying, oh, I've got the, the one of, you know, 10,000 that's ever been printed and the only ones that will ever be. I, I'm not really into that. I just want something that I can display on my shelf and say, hey, that's – so I've learned to not regret, you know, not buying something. There's a time and place to buy stuff, and if you don't have the funds, you don't have the funds. Don't do something stupid with the money. That's something I've had to learn the hard way in my mm-hmm. personal experience. Um, so I don't really regret many decisions I make. There have been a few That's in good. my life that I do, but I've always looked at anything that would be regretful as something I'm, I've just learned from. And that's that it's a learning experience and nothing more. Yeah. And that's, you know, the thing. And at the end of the day, cause I, I should probably clarify, like even with my collecting, you know, none of it was ever to make money, least of all from a star Wars fan. And I think as right. we get into it, that's one of the cool things about this community is like, how many positive interactions you can get from one fan mm-hmm. to another, just sharing like collection pictures and whatnot. Um, I think that's, that's what killed me that day was knowing or following that day. I was like, man, Rex will never be in the collection until there was a follow-up, like a re-release of a type. Yep. And there was a, a rebels version of older Rex without the helmet. And I was like, yep. all right, it's not clone wars Rex, but, I'm it's more Rex. of a Rebels fan anyway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like that is more of the Rex I connect to as crazy as that sounds. Well, um, that's the thing. Like ultimately my thing is the character is the character, you know, like Luke from a new hope is also Luke in the last Jedi, mm-hmm. whether we Watch like it, it or not, it, <laughs> it, it is. And I've got old man Luke uh, as a Funko sitting on my shelf. Yeah. Those are solid. Luke it's not the only Luke I have, and it's not necessarily my favorite portrayal of Luke, but this is the only canon Jedi Master Luke that we really have seen, at least in visual media. Um, and so, yeah, I was going to get it because it's Luke. You know, was it super expensive? No. Well, I think it'll – do I think it'll ever shoot up in value? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's still Luke. And yeah. So that's, at the end of the day, like – that's where I'm at. Like if I can find a Funko or a black series figure or whatever that I, I want of a certain character and it's a good price. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and pull the trigger. Um, but if it's an outrageously expensive price, I just, there's no, I, I don't need that. Cause they'll either re-release it at some point or they'll do another version of that character, you know, especially with the more popular characters, the more mainstream characters, I'm not worried about it. Now, certain characters like Hu Yang, I'm going to go ahead and buy that. Like my Hu Yang Funko, it's not, you can't see it right now, but it came in. And yeah, yeah you got the I hard was, case, the hard plastic yeah, case. Yeah, he, 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 is, he is protected. Uh, He's got an LED light, but it's a, an ultraviolet protected case, so it can't right. be faded. Yeah, Hu, Hu Yang was one that I, I jumped on immediately. 
and I, I don't pre-order a lot. I hate pre-ordering because things don't, I, I'm the kind of guy that like, if you tell me I pre-order this and I'm going to get it this date, I better get it this date. Cause I paid for it like four months ago. So I'm not just, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the A company is that I can buy something most of the time and it's going to be here in two days. I don't have to wait. There's that immediate gratification. But when so, I order something, I have to wait months. I I have to cut you off right now. And like, you can see my smile and <laughs> my family, when they hear this, they, they, they'll, the, <laughs> the coincidence here is crazy. So I'm not going to name the company, but the situation you're describing that you don't want to go through is the situation I'm going through right now with the Star Wars item. Where ooh, ooh. it was pre-ordered. Is this a company that, let, let's play the guessing game. Is this a company that is known for doing a lot of Star Wars pre-orders like with Black Series and Funko? Um, I, I want to narrow it down quickly. So no, not with those two products. Oh, it's okay. a, yeah. So, um, I don't know why I'm trying to protect them all of a sudden. It's it's a <laughs> we, it's we're a, not big enough for people these companies right, to come after us. Don't don't worry about it, man. You're so, safe. <laughs> it's one of my uh, one of the poster companies. So I'll let folks narrow it down from there. Okay. Um, but it's very discouraging because it was a pre-order and very long yep. story short, it was a pre-order from literally more than four months ago. So when you mentioned that, I'm like I'm dying inside. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, mine was delayed by a week. Like mine was supposed to get here last Tuesday. Yeah. And a week and a half. And when I saw that it was delayed and they pushed it, they originally told me in the notifications that it was going to be pushed back a month. And I was like, just give me a refund. I'll buy it when it's out. <laughs> like, you know, I was at that point and which sounds really stupid. Cause I know no, I've already not. got it purchased. It's going to come, but it's like, man, if you're going to push it back. And then I was surprised to see, when we bought another item from the A company that we got the Hu Yang was delivered with it. So <laughs> it was kind of one of those, it was pushed back, disappointed, delivered earlier than my second expectation. So I guess I'll call it even, you know, I'll call it a draw. So I think, you know, it's like I used to work for target. Like at some point I'm pretty yep. sure you, Kevin, and I were in a DM talking mm -hmm. about it. But back when Mandalorian pops were first coming out, so like a year mm. after the show, um, I had pre-ordered. So I'm working for Target at the time. Not that it matters, but I want to bring it up anyway. From working there at the time, I pre-ordered the 10-inch uh, child at the time, the child. Yeah. And I pre-order it months in advance. And then I'm at the store I work at helping with an unload. And there's these big brown boxes that say Funko on it. I was like, oh, cool. Let's see, like, what they say on the side. And it has, like, the code name for certain, like, Star Wars products. Yeah. Like, don't open until this day. Or don't put on the shelf till this day. Like, you can open it right. as an employee. And, of course, we learned there they are. It's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This must mean, like, it's going to be on the way at home. Like, it'll be there in no time. I kid you not, like, from that moment forth was every two weeks was a delay. Like, uh, yep. The item is not available. Please approve this delay. And I'm, I'm like clocking into work, looking at that thing on an end cap being like, yep. how, how I have, especially in the last year, since I've gotten like way more into collecting with other fans, I've seen a lot of that happening where a lot of people have pre-ordered it and then it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. 
And by the time they get it, it's been on shelf for like a couple weeks. Right. Like that happened with, I don't know, like recently they did the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett Black Series. And then mm-hmm. they did a couple of different collector editions of the three and three quarter inch Boba Fetts as well. And that I was listening to a couple other podcasts with guys that collect. And they said that happened to them because they, they're like religiously pre-ordering everything where they get the money for it. I don't know. Little jealous, but kudos to them. Um, but they were like, you know, it got delayed like by two weeks. And they said they went to Target and it was on the shelves and they were like, well, I don't know why I did this pre-order. Like the pre-order is supposed to, and I guess part of it is it does guarantee you're going to get one mm-hmm. versus if you wait till it's in stores and then it drops, you have to kind of be one of the first ones there if it's a hot item, you know? Yeah. But then wait still, like have you pre-ordered from Target in the past? Oh no, I will never pre-order from Target or Walmart. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm whispering as if it's like a secret, but um, you say pre-order as if we're reserving it. The sneaky thing is, like, uh, you know, other listeners can attest to this if they've pre-ordered like a Funko or, you know, Lego, Black Series, whatever. Um, if you get to a case when it's like a delayed item, if it's delayed enough, you have to approve essentially that they're going to hold it for you, that they're going to hold that pre-order or they're going to cancel your pre-order due to their difficulty filling that order. Even though you, me, another fan is frustratingly like walking in the store, seeing it on the shelf, but I pre-ordered it the moment it dropped. Thanks to the announcement months earlier. I don't like hearing anything you just said. Yeah. Like that. Everything you just said. <laughs> just ru- I'm not, I don't know that I'll pre-order ever again. And like these are clearly first world problems, and like yeah, oh yeah, and I that that, <laughs> but it's it, these are the things we look to for our distraction. Like Star Wars is a distraction yeah. for us. This it's is our escape not... from reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like these things are our totems. Like I always call like whether it's a Funko and a figure, a comic book. Like it's a, a totem of our like enjoyment. Right. You know, Um, but like I will say, I kind of it's funny you mentioned how like Funko and Lego will re-release like either a set or like they'll re-release like a Funko character that that used to annoy me when I was a collector and a completist because I I I was it was very silly. But I used to be so proud of like I have almost every one or now they just released another Mando that devalued the other ones. But just like you, I'm on the flip side of it now where I'm like, oh, my God, like I just consolidated my whole collection. I thought it was going to be impossible to get Ahsoka wearing like this outfit. Boom. Uh, Ahsoka show. There it is. Re-released, essentially. Or how am I going to get Sabine? That's going to be super, super expensive. Boom. Uh, Retail price, $12.99. I was like, at least that's cool. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think there's a – it's great for those who – may have missed, you know, when they first came out. And then now, you know, looking back, it's so much more expensive to try and buy those ones that came out back then. And so now it's like, yeah, I can still get Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan Kenobi in the archive series of Black Series instead of having to wait, you know, and if I get it at all, I get it for eight bucks. So <laughs> just, 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 just pointing that out. But, you know, stuff I... like that... 
that Wade makes a huge difference. Or he has all these employees on vacation that are fielding, <laughs> fielding his requests. Dude, shout out to Sean. I got to give him credit because <laughs> that guy does not get paid enough. I mean, he was on vacation when he was like, yeah, we got him in. I can call in and have them hold it for you. And I was like, dude, I am so sorry I interrupted your vacation. But yes, would you please do that? <laughs> dude, I, I'm a fan of Sean. Sean hopefully rounds out like the first 10 here because when I heard that story, like that's what I love doing. Like I, I have a quick one for you like my last year working for target there was like one summer um i'm doing order packing so it's all orders that are placed if we can field it from any store you field it but it just so happens an order that comes my way uh, like along the belt line is i i don't remember who it was um but it was a star wars figure and then the next item was another Star Wars figure. Yep. And I looked and they're going to the same person. It's like, I wish, I wish I could write this person on a post-it note. Like this was packed with care from a Star Wars fan. Yep. And that, it's like, that would have been awesome. Yeah. And it's like, I, I really didn't like with any of those orders, like I'm taking care as if it's my order. But with that one, it's like, oh, it's a figure. It's calling to go in this envelope, but I might not be a figure collector, but I know other collectors that get so upset mm-hmm. when they get it in a padded envelope or like not even a padded envelope, just like a plain like plastic bag envelope. Yep. Um, I'm like, nah, this person's getting it in the box. They probably appreciate it, but they have no idea. It's another Star Wars fan, but that's, you know. That's why collecting is great. Like Sean, I don't know if you said he was a Star Wars fan himself. If you got to talking he to is. him, but like he's a Star yeah, Wars I, and Marvel fan, big time. Yeah, and like when he saw when I came in and told him that he they had both Trapper Wolf's helmet and Captain America's shield that were supposed to be coming in, he was like, "I didn't even know these were supposed to be coming in. I'm going to have to snag some of these." And I was like, "Yeah, you are. You've got first dibs, <laughs> man. Like you get to see it when it's in the back." Hey, so, you know, give me and the other listeners an update. You Didn't you have someone at work who you learned was a Trek fan, but then they're also a Star Wars fan and maybe yes. was starting the Clone Wars? Like, what's going on with that? Starting Rebels. So Rebels, we were talking okay. about Yeah, um, we were talking about Ahsoka for a while. And he said, yeah, it's good. You know, there are some things I don't get, you know whatever. And I was like, well, what are you not getting? And so he'd go through and explain some of the relationships and some of the back, you know, just stuff that you would know if you had watched Rebels. And I was like, so finish watching what you're watching. Start Rebels. He started Rebels. Uh, He's watching it with his kids. And kids love it, of course. You know, animated Star Wars speaks to kids. They love it. Um, But he's like, he, he doesn't not like it. He's just said it's a little slow. And I said, it is. It's a little slow to begin with. And the the storyline in season one is very, very intro. Kind of just kind of getting the family, the rebel crew, the ghost crew together and showing kind of their their relationships to one another. How they work well or don't work as well with, you know, different pairings. And that, that is, that's all it is. It's just kind of getting introduced to the characters. And that's the whole season. I said, but once you get into some of the later episodes, it really starts building on those relationships and some of the, you know, emotional and, 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 uh, you know, mental development with certain characters like Sabine and Ezra and kind of being guided by Kanan and, and Hera. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And so I said, you know, it, it gets deeper as you go. And so he's gotten into season two and he's like, I see exactly what you mean. And I said, now stay strong, finish it all, then go back and watch Ahsoka. And you're going to have so many of those aha moments when you watch Ahsoka because it's going to fill in so many blanks. And so, so far he likes it. Yeah, that's incredible, man. And I think that's another cool thing about there being so much Star Wars now. And again, like I say that as you just discussed, like meeting someone who's getting into the newer animation. Um, I have on some of the older animation from the early 2000s. Like at this point, it's like whatever someone's age is, there's probably a Star Wars animated project from the decade they became a fan um, in different animation styles, or again, live Mm -hmm. action versus the animation, um, the series versus the films. Like I remember, I remember when star Wars underworld, the George Lucas produced live action television series was rumored to have a hundred scripts already written in like 2006 or seven, and I was reading this on a website called ain't it cool.com, like ain't it cool news.com, <laughs> something like that. Um, and I'm like, get to think where we are today. Right. Compared to back then. Now I'm talking that's, that's back before the clone wars, like full show had come out. This is pre 2008. Like it, it's just, right. it's crazy to think you can have a conversation with a star Wars fan or a new star Wars fan today and be like, you're going to be busy for years. Like you, you oh, might yeah. never catch Absolutely. up. Unless you're like me and you rewatch it just constant. I mean, like anytime I get to choose what we're watching, it's some form of star Wars. Yeah, I, it really is. I mean, that's almost all I will sometimes switch over to Marvel, Harry Potter, you know, Lord of the Rings, whatever. But 90% of what I watch, if not more, is Star Wars. Because I have so little free time to watch anything else. And now my son's getting to that point where he's starting to like cartoons and stuff like that. I mean, he always liked, but he's not just watching like Coco Melon and some of the stupid baby cartoons that I can't stand. And, the, you know, Star Wars is doing the things with the the High Republic, the Young Jedi Adventures. Yeah. You know? And, you know, stuff like that. That's awesome. He will sit there and watch them with me. And we've got, he, almost every other week, it seems, he's getting a new Mission Fleet set. <laughs> um, which I know they're rated for four plus, but I just kind of take the lightsabers and blasters away and uh-huh. let him play with the characters and the, the spaceships. And he loves them. He absolutely loves those toys. So we'll put mm-hmm. on young Jedi adventures and I'll sit down on the floor with him and, and play. So, I mean, the animation has just been fantastic, but that that's about all we watch. I mean, unless my wife has the remote and on the nights that she chooses, we're watching something like Grey's Anatomy or, you know, some doctor show, police show. Your other favorites. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A Chicago land show, something that takes place in Chicago. It just, uh, there's an acronym in the name of the show. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes they, they are good. Like I got more vested into Grey's Anatomy than I thought I was going to, which almost (laughs) hurts to say, but, no, I made you know, it through I season get, four. I, I did four seasons of it. I don't remember where we left off. I, I really don't. We I, I stopped watching after a little while because I'm like, there's just too much. Like, I, I just, 
I, I'd rather watch Star Wars. <laughs> it's a lot of drama, but can you imagine? It's a lot of drama. Imagine what's being said on a Grey's Anatomy podcast right now yeah. about Star Wars. <laughs> about Star Wars, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, we're we're constantly, so you can work through all of it, but it, it will take you a little while. Oh, yeah. I still, I mean, it's funny to think how recently, because again, like Disney, they bought it in 2012, right? I um that, that is 2011 12 yeah yeah it would have been right around there because 2014 is when no 2015 is when force awakens came out right right I so think it was 2015 right so, so was it 20 no you're was right it 2014 20, it was 15 because it uh it because it, it was 10 years after revenge of the sith in 2005 yes yes um but just think about that think about that in it's 2024 next year. So 10 years ago in 2014, we still had only six Star Wars films. Yep. We've almost doubled that since then. Yeah. And, and we're essentially a writers and actors strike away from probably like real, real concrete, like plans besides what was shared yes. a few months ago, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I um want to touch on the question of the night because we haven't I haven't actually asked that yet, and we are running out of time, which I figured we probably would talk. Oh, about of course, <laughs> a lot. Um, so my question of the night to you is: if you were in, uh, let's say you were in control of the empire, you were in Palpatine's position. What is oh, one thing that you would have done differently? Why? Why? Anyway, it's why? A very open, why? It's an open-ended question. It could have been. It, it could be. Uh, would not be evil. You know, make at six legs. You know, I, I, it could yeah, be something you, very. You know, you, whatever. You just went technical proficiency on your empire, and my <laughs> first right. thought was not be evil. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Okay, okay. That, that's my question. What What would you change about okay. something in the? It doesn't have to be the top thing, but what is one thing you would pick out in the empire and change? One thing I would pick out of the empire. I'm trying to think of something that's both funny and serious. Um. I would. Oh my goodness! I'm going. I'm going to give myself a 10 second timer of what I would do. What? What I would do differently? Or would you do everything the exact same? <laughs> Doesn't this sound bad? Does <laughs> Does this almost sound like I'm like I wouldn't change a single thing that, about that? Sounds what... like a cop out. What he did, I would show you know what here here it is. If I was the emperor, so that's the question. What would I do differently? What would I change about? I would show up more. That's what I would do. I would have been there in A New Hope. I would have been there in Rogue One. I would have retroactively Uh, okay. So more actively engaged. Yeah, that this is my cop out answer. I would have been a more actively engaged emperor. I I would have been lead by example. Not I would have been the Death Star. Not a do as I say. Yeah, I don't leave. I don't leave this to Tarkin and to the underlings. Okay. 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 I like it. I would have changed how the Inquisitors worked entirely. I would have entirely reshaped them. I would have instead of I would have still trained them in the ways of the dark side. Everything training wise, still the same exact. But add in 
deception a little bit more. And I would have trained the Inquisitors to almost work as like a mock Jedi Order. Um, and what I mean by that is they would still oh, dress dude. in Jedi robes. They oh, would keep all God, of their, this. their they would keep all of their same uh, you know styles of lightsaber fighting. They would keep their same lightsabers. They would not change the lightsaber colors because I think they would have been more effective. How yeah. much more likely would Jedi, instead of openly tracking down, you know, these Jedi, how much more effective would it have been to pose as another Order 66 survivor dressed in Jedi robes with their original lightsaber, you know, outwardly appearing as, you know, a Jedi survivor? And that's it. No more. They're still, they still hold to the old tenets of the Jedi Order. Dude. But upon meeting with and how much easier would it have been to bring the Jedi that were actually in hiding out to an extent if you're trying to create this mock rebuilding of the Jedi Order. You could still slay them. You don't have to reveal a lot about yourself. But you pick them off one at a time in secret as people who are still posing as what they were in the past. I think it would have been a much more effective way to eliminate the Jedi survivors. Not that I want them eliminated. I'm glad they survived. But if I were in that position, and I got that from uh, reading the Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade book that came uh-huh. out recently this summer. Fantastic book. Highly, highly recommend it. It was, it was incredible. It had everything you love about Star Wars. And for the most part, the, I mean, the main character is a completely new character altogether. Never seen her in anything else. Um, but fantastic fantastic book it ties in with some other books in some other places and it it was just overall very well written and in one of the i I won't ruin everything but in one of the scenes where she is she's an inquisitor now Mm -hmm. she's tracking down these jedi she's sent on assignment just like all inquisitors are to track down these survivors that have been reported these survivors happen to be old jedi who she had worked with at one point whether they were you know, younglings at the same time as she was, or one of them was a master of one of her friends that was a youngling, stuff like that. And they recognize her when she comes. And some, for for whatever reason, they didn't associate the all black garb that she changed into as bad guy. You know, even though no one else in the Jedi Order ever wore black armor, garb, you know, robes, whatever no black capes we don't get any of that dooku had it and he turned bad you know like that that's what i'm saying like there were some indicators there there are some you know little visual cues here that might say okay maybe she's not with us anymore but how much easier would it have been if if she announced granted i'll give it to her she was still successful and she killed the remaining jedi but how much easier would it have been if she had come in as you know in jedi robes as this portrayer of hey i'm here to rescue you because they were in this prison cell essentially of a bounty hunter and now instead of coming in and them being confused how much more trusting would they have been if she's coming in her old jedi robes with her old lightsaber and there's no indicator that she has left the old ways behind right like cast her in there as if she was captured as well and so that you know that that's what I would change. 
that that is one of the things I would change. Are you so I was actually I hope I didn't look distracted. I was flipping through as you were talking, you know, this book and for the listeners, this is um The Art of Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith. So this is uh both like an art book as well as a the making of book. Um it's a fantastic book, but in it I was going to hopefully show Wade um pictures and drawings of the clone troopers that were from a deleted sequence of scenes in Revenge of the Sith. Do you know where I'm going oh. with this? Uh-uh. Um, so take a peek, you know, once we're done recording or whatnot, or right now if you want, but um, there's an episode three deleted scene of clone troopers stationed outside the temple wearing just a oh, Jedi oh, cloak. Yes, the you Jedi got cloak. It? That, yes. That's exactly where I got the idea from, because that happens if you... Um, if you remember, I don't know. This may be showing my age, but the original Lego Scott yes, Star Lego Wars Star Wars game. Yep, that's exactly it has what it in happened. there. So yes, they still had it. Yes, and that that's the exact thing I was thinking. Is like how brilliant is that to the unsuspecting Jedi? Now why have they gone back to that? Their, yes, that that's what I was thinking. That's, is along those lines is. Yeah, actually, that kind of thing makes sense. Now, obviously, they didn't take their armor off, so the minute they turn around, it's it's kind of obvious. But that that is the exact train of thought that I was thinking of with the Inquisitors. Why wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't that have been more effective in trying to hunt down and and bring out of hiding the remaining Jedi that that got away from Order sixty six? I think that, you just gave away. A good idea. I think, yeah, I think you're becoming more familiar with fair use and copyright. And I think this idea <laughs> might be going out into the ether right now. And there's going to be a show like a couple of years from now called like <laughs> Rogue Order. And it's going to that be that would bad. be awesome. That, I, like, hey, you know what? And then at that point, maybe I'll be famous enough to to be like Star Wars theory and and sit here and say that's my <laughs> that's in my script. You, That's my you, script. You set the bar high for yourself. You, uh, That's you're, right. you're aiming high. I'll have my own line of lightsabers and every. I mean, it'll be great. I told you, podcast stage in Japan. You want the lightsaber That's line? Right. I get it. That's I, right. There's levels. <laughs> um, hey, I have a question for you, but I did want to share something with the listeners as well. So, um, you know, listeners, my Twitter handle is at Alexander Moylan. That's just. A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-M-O-Y-L-A-N. And I'm just saying that if you have any questions about collecting Lego or Funko and cataloging your collections, please reach out to me. So that's something oh, he's I... He's very organized. He thank is you. very, very organized. No. I am not. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, most of it is just making use of tools that I came upon by accident, like late in the game. If you're a Lego Star Wars collector or just a Lego fan and collector, there's an awesome free site called Brick Economy that lets you catalog the sets you own. I recommend That's you awesome. use it. Yeah. And it shows you value based on like current eBay transactions. So it's cool to, you know, guesstimate what you have on hand. Um, for Funko, there's something called Hobby DB, also known as Pop Price Guide. Um, it is, it kind of has a murky standing in the community. It's a very, very basic estimated value of your collection. So, similar mm. to the site I mentioned, Brick Economy, you can input your collection. 
um, with this pop price guide hobby db page you can actually scan your pop boxes like the barcode the upc code and it'll upload them uh the funko app you can actually do that as well so i'm all about yeah i'm all about being organized with collecting and you know maybe next time we can talk more about that um you know because my biggest fear is i don't want anyone to ever go through like a major life emergency like the loss of a home or the loss of anything and to lose track of their collection um so i can't recommend enough like i i recently had like a insurance policy like a a collector specific insurance policy on my collection before moving like we can talk about that more but fans listeners like feel free to reach out um hit me up on Twitter, um, and we can talk for sure. But my question for you, Wade, normally you and Kevin get into this, so I'm disappointed that you didn't bring it up yet. (laughs) But what have you been doing Star Wars-wise this weekend? If you want to end it on this, we can end it here. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, So Tales of the Jedi. I've been re-watching that um, quite a bit. I've also been re-listening to the Old Republic books, both the Darth Bane trilogy and then the Revan through Annihilation four-part. Not really a series, but you know, four individual books um, that follow kind of they, there is a chronological order of events, but they're not linked to each other. They're individual novels. Um, but I've been I've been rereading those, um, rereading, well, re-listening to the Darth Bane trilogy. I dude, I, I really want to get into some old Republic Sith stuff like I, I want to see that in a TV show or movie so badly because Old Republic Sith was just so, and, and and I get why the focus on the movies is more on the Jedi than the Sith Order. And, you know, at this point, the Sith Order is down to two people. So it's not as, you know, exciting or, exp- but the Sith Order for a while rivaled the Jedi Order in terms of like number and power and that kind of thing. And granted, the the downsizing is really what led to the downfall of the Jedi, the the years and years of patience and planning and, you know, snowball effect. Um, so, you know, credit to Darth Bane for all that, if we ever get that in canon. But I really would love to see some of those, you know, battles. You know, some of, some of the stuff that we see in, like, the Old Republic game clips, the, the video clips, yes. I would love to see some of that brought into live action or an animated show. I think that would be fantastic. I know that Alkalite isn't going to be that show time period wise, but correct. I will say, and hopefully in the future as well, um, I know I share some notes with you about other things I'm thinking about, but specifically in regards to flashbacks and other things we've seen in Star Wars, um, I think the Alkalite may still be a show where because it's set earlier in the timeline, maybe flashbacks, maybe more vision sequences. I think we are going to get some of them. I do. I mean, Revan. It's uh, like a Revan. cheat code to get further back, um, but what's his name? I'm 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 drawing a blank. John Wick. Um, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I was like, what are you? What? I I think if I remember reading the article correctly, he was confirmed to be filmed in a scene. Really, in the High Republic. Yes. And he is the person who has been fan-casted to be Revan. My thinking on it is we are going to have a Sith holocron. We're going to have Revan's Sith holocron. And that's when we're going to see him. And they're going to enter. Because here's the other thing that Star Wars did at Star Wars Celebration this year. Is, you know, they showed all of the different time periods 
in little circles with their designs, mm-hmm. and they included in the canon timeline the Old Republic logo. So we know we've got some Old Republic stuff coming mm-hmm. down the road. I think this I think this High Republic era Sith Acolyte movie or show, I, I think it's going to open that branch up a little bit more and work as we work our way backwards. Because we're we're kind of doing the bookends right now. We've got Acolyte, which we're takes place in terms with of High, the High Republic. Yeah. I mean we've got um Acolyte in terms of shows and movies. We've got the Acolyte in the High Republic era. And then we've got the James Mangold movie about the beginning of the Jedi. The very mm-hmm. first Jedi. And what's right in between sorry, I just hit my microphone. <laughs> what's right in between is the old republic. And so I think they're they're kind of starting to to move that direction slowly, inch by inch, till we get there. But I, I and I'll I'll confirm this before the next recording, but I do believe I read an article that confirmed Keanu Reeves has filmed at least a scene in the acolyte show well that's a good tease to end this on and i suggest adding one more to that and it's the question of you know we're dipping our toes into the acolyte into the Mm -hmm. sith the old republic does this lead to darth jar jar no unfortunately i well then i'm done i'm canceling (laughs) the subscription i'm selling the rest of the collection i'm I'm, I, I, I'm joining Starfleet Academy tomorrow. Dude, I'm done. I, I wish, I, I really <laughs> wish someone would have the cojones at Disney to make Darth Jar Jar a thing. Because I've I, seen I think the, the video. Theory, you mentioned the, the theories, videos. <laughs> the theories are solid. I mean, out of all of the wild theories out there, the Darth Jar Jar theory is arguably the best. Yeah, this moment is for opinion. Kevin right now. I, I'm doing this. <laughs> this Kevin doesn't He'll know about this that. at all, but this is for him right now. But I, I mean, I would, dude, I would love for it to for Darth Jar Jar to be a thing, and more so, I would love to get a um, a Black Series figure of Darth yeah. Jar Jar. Say, like that, that's what I want more pop, than anything. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll be the thing I work on before the next time we chat is uh, I can work on some some Darth Jar Jar Canva or something like that. There we go. That would be fantastic. All right, my friend. Do you want to end it here before we talk again? Yeah, I think this is a good place. Uh, we didn't get to everything, but that is okay. We kind of figured that might happen. That's <laughs> a sign of a good conversation. Too. That's right. Um, you guys can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, sometimes uh, TikTok all records of the Republic and you can email us at records of the Republic at Gmail. Uh, give us some feedback on the show, leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, any of the major podcast platforms, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and, uh, definitely reach out to us via email. We haven't had too many. We've gotten some off and on from a RFB and, uh, he may actually be a guest speaker at some point while Kevin is still out. Uh, Alex, I am on plan on having you, in the next episode if you are game book it signed sealed delivered all right so expect to hear from at least myself and alex for the next episode not sure what we're going to talk about yet but i know it will be star wars and i know it will be fun as always may the force be with you and remember this is the way